Hey everyone, this is Christy Strauss, Writer Operations Manager of FilmingCrew.com, Rotten Tomatoes approved critic, fan of horror, and all things weird, because I myself am strange and unusual, and I'm your host, this is the Go On Scare Me podcast. Oh, I'm really scared! isolation edition. So this is a podcast about fear and its many film TV portrayals. Normally I would focus on a specific fear and dive into that. In this episode and the next are going to be a little bit different. Right now everything is very Lydia-esque in that it's all weird and unknown. And we are trying like hell to combat it. But we are trying to find some sense of normalcy right now. So for me, I'm going to be talking about things to watch today that may be fear-inducing. Some suggestions if you're looking from, for a little pandemic isolation-like features. There won't be any hearing from listeners because most of us are all feeling the similar sensation of anxiety and fear right now. Though I do want to give a big shout out and hello of appreciation for anyone who reached out when I did a similar Facebook Live video recently. I have added quite a few more suggestions. And as a bonus, I'm also including an interview interview I did with Scout Taylor Compton a couple months ago. Four things went full haywire. You may know her from Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2, as well as The Runaways. Uh, she was amazing, so I hope you'll enjoy. But first, I was surprised by how effortless it was to find such an array of related movies in this kind of theme. Uh, all these I picked, mostly plucked them from my shelf, but I'll let you know if and where some of these are streaming so you can add them to your list. Most are available to rent on Amazon or Vudu if you don't have them included in a subscription service. I'm hoping to provide you with some suggestions, a little distraction, and of course, as I love to do, just spread the joy of film out into the world. And right now, you know, that's a tough place to be. Fear is very very real right now. It's having an effect on us all. There's no doubt about it. Whatever you're feeling, however you're dealing with it, I hope you know it's okay. It's a very individual thing to process. But find comfort in the fact that we are very much all in this unprecedented, strange time together. I'm trying to take this universal fear and hopefully make some of you wonderful people out there feel better. Maybe, uh, you know, find your own positive outlet. Watch these movies. Interact with people online. Just, you know, seek out ways to take this time to enrich our lives because we will prevail. Eventually, this will be in the past. And in the meantime, you know, we have to get through it the best way that we can. So for now, let's get weird. So it's very common to seek out movies that relate to pandemics or apocalyptic-like circumstances, which by no means is what this is. But it's a common street, like right now, some of the highest watched on some streaming services are fall into these categories. You know, it's just something where lives are flipped upside down. Some may provide hope, some might hit a little too close to home. One of the most obvious in regards to the latter is Contagion, available on Hulu. This is one that of course, you know, and this is subjective, but I wouldn't re recommend it just because it can be quite emotionally taxing. They, the disease even originates from bats, but it is a great film. So if you dare, like I said, it's on Hulu. Another close encounter, but not quite as much, would be Outbreak, another terrific film. And I should point out that all the suggestions here today that I'm going to point out are, are good movies, or else I wouldn't be suggesting them. I'm not just throwing them out because of their comparable nature. I'm tossing them out because they're worth watching. And if you are in the mood for a movie that kind of tackles this fear head on in a sense, these in varying degrees relate to it, but these are all our great starters. So that's another drama heavy, you know, for, foray, but it's not quite as intense applicable as contagion and that outbreak is on Netflix. So this brings me to Stephen King adaptation The Stand. 
and this is my favorite Stephen King book and this movie is very nostalgic to me I mean it does you know regardless of its inevitable cheesy Sunday night special feel I, I do love this movie and again it is you know it's sentimentality I know it is though there's a lot of great performances um, but I just remember when I first saw it I've watched it over time many times and you know it's I think it's four parts it's a movie that the most of the world is wiped out from a disease but it isn't the contagion per se that's really the threat here. It's a deeper evil. It's not just as simple as if it could be a government-made creation of horror. It's manufactured by a deeper evil in Randall Flagg slash Man in Black because he's a character that is deep in the um, Stephen King verse, but I won't <laughs> completely fly into that right now. But it brings a nice disconnect from reality because of the very distinct differences. Unfortunately, I couldn't find this streaming anywhere, but I do want to point out that I cannot wait for whenever that's going to come because everything is you know in the air right now but the stand is being remade in a I think it's a 10 episode miniseries I think more of an R rating and I think that will really suit it speaking of government made diseases and hysteria the crazies I do love the one with Timothy Oliphant is also a, a great one to watch um, so another that is on Netflix is carriers it's a more personal close-knit group of four that are making their way across the country after a deadly disease has wiped many out and this one is a little bit more under the radar. I'm not sure a lot of people know of it. And while it's a sad movie, it's definitely a worthy watch. So another disease-like movie is 12 Monkeys, so it's definitely more sci-fi, also known as the movie where Brad Pitt pretends, <laughs> pretends he's unattractive. Well, I guess there's California too, which I actually think takes the cake, but 12 Monkeys is is fantastic film specifically just because it's it, the kind of spins the sci-fi story and there's just very strong performances by Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt another and by the way you can watch that on Showtime which I think is an add-on on Amazon Prime and if you haven't done it usually you can get a free trial so yeah Children of Men is another amazing movie that regardless of our current state should absolutely be seen it's amazing direction powerful performances and on Hulu yes I'm gonna say it like that every time I've committed it's done so moving right Right along <laughs> one of those you know some of these are kind of on the nose and some aren't and I'm looking for a wide berth people I'm trying to I'm trying to give some uh, complexity here while still keeping in the scope of uh, pandemic isolation disease that sort of thing so another movie which is really good is retreat that I couldn't find streaming anywhere but it's a couple that get a knock on the door Tilly Murphy he's who's always awesome shout out to 28 days later which is another one you should check out on Hulu that's more rage zombie like so kind of going off base here but retreat he says that there's been you know um disease things going on there's been an outbreak and you don't know if he's telling the truth, but there's definitely a level of fear, isolation. It's another kind of hidden gem. I am going to say, like, I don't want to go into zombie territory because that, that could warrant an entire episode. But 28 Days Later, love Danny Boyle's film. It's one of my favorites. Shaun of the Dead, Hulu, awesome, hilarious. I think we should all, you know, save his mother, kill Phil, and wait into the Winchester until this all blows over. Of course, that can't happen. Keep social distancing, people. But watch Shaun of the Dead because it's hilarious and it doesn't get old. To go back, if you're looking for a romance with a touch of heartbreak and cholera, The Painted Veil is a hidden gem, unfortunately not streaming, but it, uh, great performances by Edward Norton, and yeah, it's a movie with Naomi Watts as well. It, it's just, it's it's a beautiful film, but it's definitely more of a drama because it's really more about their relationship, these two people that are driven apart coming together in these very unfortunate circumstances. How about sadness with a spark of humor and romance? Seeking a friend for the end of the world is a poignant and at times hilarious look 
at the relationships formed when the world is ending on Hulu. <laughs> also on Hulu, the terrific series The Last Man on Earth, Will Forte is always comedy gold. So let's go down the road here. Oh, On the Road or it's actually just called The Road, with Viggo Mortensen. This is definitely post-apocalyptic, barely surviving, but him and his son are making their way across uh, kind of like a barren, very grim world. It's a hard movie, but it's, it's a very good movie. Also, after technology goes down and power's cut off, two sisters strive to live in the movie Into the Forest. Terrific portrayal by Evan Rachel Wood and Ellen Page. And that's on Netflix. That's also a very dramatic but wonderful kind of movie, again, that's maybe not as known as others. It, and it's definitely worth checking out. It's important to note it could be worse. You could be in a bunker, held hostage by a potentially maniacal John Goodman like 10 Cloverfield Lane. Love that movie. By the way, you do not need to watch the first Cloverfield to get into this suspenseful type wound psychological movie. Is there, is there not aliens outside? Is he looking out for your best interest? Can you really know? Donnie, you're out of your element. I'm always going to champion that movie. believe I found that streaming anywhere. But something else on Hulu is all three of the new, is it annoying yet? Planet of the Apes, that trilogy, which has an amazing blend of mo motion capture effects and engaging storytelling, is also a great world to dive into. Another lesser known, It Comes at Night, on Netflix. Equally incredible movie, Trey Schultz. It's a slow burn of a horror, but very, very worth it. So, I'm, oh, Moon on Netflix. Great isolation movie. Um, it's, it's, it's really an exercise in what you do on your own and how you survive and how you get through things. And it's an amazing performance by Sam Rockwell. It doesn't hurt to mention Castaway on Hulu, because, you know, Tom Hanks, he's actually been in quarantine, but like we all are, but you know, on this particular film, he's literally ice, as isolated as you can get on an island. Wilson! And it can be a little empowering. But then, you know, there's always some other things, like just to throw a little bit more out there, like classic things, like The Shining, you know, could always be worse. You could be stuck in a hotel in the middle of a blizzard with Jack Torrance. Or The Lighthouse, which is a movie I recently did a video essay on. If you'd love to check it out, go on to the International Screenwriters Association's website. Wonderful film by Robert Eggers, but two men slightly losing their minds on an island alone. Cabin fever. Ooh, Not social distancing, not handled very well, bunch of dumb kids doing dumb things. How about The Martian? You know, Matt Damon, he's alone, he's trying to survive, find ways to pass the time. Another isolation movie. And then, of course, one of my favorites, what's more isolating than Antarctica? You know, The Thing, which is on Hulu. <laughs> I, you know, John Carpenter's, is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. You know, I feel like anything that connects even, even slightly to what's going on in regards to isolating and, and being in circumstances where you feel alone or you're thrust into an experience that you it's just shocking and you're not prepared for I think it's you can find a good movie that kind of I don't know empowers you through it makes you feel better after watching it these are all great suggestions so I did kind of a little bit of a speed run there just trying to name as many movies I can get out as possible if there's any that you think of that you want to share please I am all ears now I'm gonna share my interview I did with Scout Tower Compton. She was great, she's very conversational, has a lot to say about horror, and I hope you'll enjoy it. So I wanna to talk to you about your experience in horror and you know what you think of the genre, et cetera, but if you don't mind, I'd love to ask you the questions I usually ask guests about sure. your own. Yeah. Do you have any fears or phobias? Um, I. Well, I grew up in a mortuary, so um, my fear is 
the fear of like death of people <laughs> like right. I can't like I, I mean growing up in the mortuary like being at the funerals and stuff like that and the grieving and all of that I was always scared of that or I have like a fear of spiders and scuffs <laughs> little critters <laughs> okay. what is it's it about like, spiders you think do you have any experiences that kind of no I don't I think my uncle used to have like tarantulas you know and I just like he would it was kind of like home alone it was like he would like you know kind of like tease me with it and stuff yeah. and so I think it just like at a young age when you see that visual and you you know associate that with fear it just is like always with you like even like the smallest spider I'm like terrified of I'm like I will not even go close to that at all <laughs> and does that translate to movies for you as well like as far as movies that scare you yeah I mean I'm not scared of like horror movies like watching them because I, I do them so often that yeah. I like I know how they're done so there's no fear behind that but like if I go to a haunted house or something and like someone's like pops out or chases me in that aspect I don't know why that freaks me out I don't like I don't like being scared in person. Yeah. You know, but working on it and like it being broken down, it. it's like a, yeah, it's a separation. So you said that you don't really get scared from horror movies. No. Um, what about you know when you were younger at all? Like, was there a horror movie that you first saw that left an impression? Well, I mean, I grew up in a mortuary, so I grew up around dead people, and my right. dad's a coroner, so it's like I you know our basement was always filled with bodies all the time, so it just there's never that like fear. So horror movies didn't really scare me. Also, too, like, the first person, if I hear a noise, I'm the first person to go down. It's so weird. It's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> Very contradicting then, I guess. Yeah, um, it is. So being that you grew up in a mortuary, which is very interesting, mm -hmm. um, do you think that had anything to do with you, like, pursuing a career, like, in something, I guess you could say, a little bit more macabre? <laughs> you know, a lot of people think that, and you would think that it would have, like, some some reason why I do the movies that I do but I think it's just you know I started when I was nine yeah. and I had been working from nine to 17 on other things like sleepover which is like a like a kids movie and like mm -hmm. to like all these tv shows and stuff when I was 17 I, I just booked this horror movie randomly and it yeah. just happened to be a big horror movie and so you get typecast and but it was never like a thing that I started when I was younger, mm -hmm. you know, you would think. Yeah. Just the only thing I, I noticed from living in a mortuary is, like, I can handle, like, emotion and, like, death and, like, understand a little bit more of, like, adult content when yeah. I was younger because I was around, like, such heavy stuff and material mm -hmm. at home. So I think that was, like, the only thing that I could relate it to. At least I know how to, like, handle my emotion and stuff, I guess. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Would you say, I mean, are you a fan of horror movies in general? I do like them. I, I'm i I'm a fan of, like, the ch like Chucky and, like, <laughs> Freddy Krueger <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, I just saw Parasite. I thought that was great. Oh, it's That's weird. Fantastic. See, I like weird shit. Or, like, Quiet Place weird me out, too. Weird shit's the best. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I like that stuff. I really do. Like, that's why I like Rob so much, because he's, like... He breaks that barrier. I was say, tell <laughs> us a little bit about working with uh, with Rob. He's great. He's he's fabulous. He's a very smart guy, very sweet guy, mm -hmm. and very hands on. Yeah, which is great. What you want as an as an actor, you know, to work with a director like that. Um, you're you never feel like you can't make a certain choice or you're not being trusted by your director, mm -hmm. which he's very trusting. He kind of, like, lets you play. But then if he has something that you want to do, it's like you give that back to him and you're, like, you trust him, his ideas. So it's kind of just, like, bounces off of each other. 
Were you a fan of the original Halloween? Uh, I had known about it. I had seen it when I was younger. Um, was I a fan? No. Mm -hmm. Once I got the role and then I started watching and realizing that there was more than one, I started mm -hmm. watching it, then I became a fan. So what was it about this? Like, did you get the script or did you get a... It was a long audition process. I yeah. mean, it was, it was, a lot of girls were up for the role. Um, well, it's Laurie Strode. Yeah, <laughs> so, and I didn't, you know, and it was also, when we got the script for the audition, it was Untitled Rob Zombie Project. It wasn't Halloween. Oh, really? So yeah. no one knew what it was. <laughs> Keep it in that And no idea. Yeah, so, and the, you know, the scenes aren't the same. So it's like when you're saying the dialogue doesn't like register, at least yeah. my mom who, who loved Halloween. So it was like a long process and Rob doesn't like to be in the room. So it was all self-taped until we got to like the very end. And then it was like doing like chemistry reads with Danielle and Christina mm -hmm. and then doing another chemistry read and camera test with Rob and then Danielle like it was just it was it was a long pro it was like two months so what's it like I mean I know you said you weren't a big fan of the original but being such an iconic character and this is definitely a different take mm -hmm. you know he does change details of yeah. the story while also obviously keeping many things the same yeah so what was it like kind of being like embodying that character, being known for her now, you know, being such an icon. You know, I think I think it was just because I was seventeen. Not to say that I wasn't a fan. It's just I was seventeen, and I, I didn't really know. Yeah. I didn't really know how big this world is. And now that I'm old enough and to actually like know how to respect it, but I mean, I think it was really good that I didn't know how big Jamie Lee Curtis was because I yeah. probably would have freaked myself out. Probably, you know. Yeah. And I remember when I found out that it was Halloween. And my mom was like, oh, this is a really big deal. My, my name went online, and literally the next day, like, all, like, I got all these text messages from all my friends. And I was like, why the fuck are these people, like, going <laughs> crazy over this? And then I realized it was so huge. And so then I finally watched, you know, I watched the movie again before going. And Rob was like, no. He's like, I don't, I cast you for a reason. I don't want anything like Jamie Lee Curtis. I want it like you. So it didn't really hit me to know how big it was until what fan base is behind like these movies yeah and it, it really is i mean i go to i go to like conventions and stuff for even like marvel mm -hmm. but like i don't know this is like a sense of family with horror fans yeah. there's a real passion for it is fans. Yeah. yeah and i and i like it now i'm in it and i love it i mean i just like talking to people i'm passionate about my work and yeah. about this genre so i'm like to be with other people that are passionate about it is pretty cool. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. we the can nerd talk, so it's rad. <laughs> it's something I nerd out about, and I like it. Would you ever do another Halloween, considering how the last one ended? Yeah, you know, we were. Me and Tyler were supposed to do a third one. We, like, got the call about doing it, and, like, it's a green light to go, and then it just kind of fell through. Yeah. We w I would love to, like, take Lori to the next level. and like. What do you think that would be, just you know, from how I don't it's know, left? man. <laughs> it's an interesting I ending. know, I know. I was kind of stoked to see what would happen with her. Yeah, um, a little darker. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I saw the new one that just came out. I love mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis, so, I mean, she nailed it. I, I I envisioned how she would be, and I was like, cool, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> She's fucking crazy, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's interesting. I've actually uh, heard some theories about the, the new one with her daughter, because at the end she's, like, holding a knife, mm -hmm. like, maybe yeah. being a little darker as yeah. well, like, having something... Like a killer instinct, I guess. Because at the end of the Rob Zombie, the second one, you know, you, you're seeing the visions of mm -hmm. your mother. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it seems like you might be going down a, a Michael sort of... It would be pretty interesting if they did that with 
with um, Jamie's character and then to see how ours ended to be like, okay, so you guys are just, okay, okay, I see what you guys are doing here. It's taking our little idea that we might have had. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, it's to go through, like, that trauma and shit, like, people, I know, people, like, sometimes, you know, at the second one, they're like, yeah, well, Lori's too fucked up. I'm like, imagine you went through that shit. Yeah. I'm sorry, you probably wouldn't be all together either. No. You'd be a little not. fucked up. Yeah. I'm surprised she, she wasn't fucking it dead. Well yeah, like I'm surprised she didn't like fucking, you know. She's like, actually like functioning for the yeah, most part. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think I would be. I was like, <laughs> how would you be? I don't even know how I would be, yeah. but I know I'd probably be a little cuckoo. <laughs> was it difficult to get into that headspace? As far as the character? You know, for some reason to get into that stuff, it's not difficult for me. But I, I have a weird personality where I'm, I'm like a really, I'm like happy, I'm a happy person. But I can go into crying and, and like frantic and sad really easy as long as I can snap out of it like right after. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Some people are like method actors. I would go crazy if I was a method actor. Yeah, I imagine. I know, like, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix is. Yeah. He's so yeah. method. I couldn't. Daniel I do. Day-Lewis is, yeah. too. A lot of... I could not do that. It would be exhausting, I it would think. It would be so exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? No. No way. So you said Parasite. Have you seen anything else horror-related that stood out to you? Or in A Quiet Place, obviously. A Quiet Place and then um, Don't Breathe. Yes. I like something that messes with your senses. You know, I really mm-hmm. do. Um, the horror movie that I really like is May. Oh, I love May. Yes, I have. I love May. Yes. She's cool. She's just like such a character actor. She creates her own little uh, doll. Yeah, I like it. And I like her. I like her a lot. I'd love to work with her. Yeah, it's an interesting character for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Like, see, I'm fans of like little small ones too. Yeah. No, that's a good good film to just drop in here because it doesn't get enough attention. No, not at all. all. That's a Um, good one. So, would you say that that's the role that people recognize you most for is, is Halloween? Because yeah. you have been in ho- other... Yeah, mostly Halloween, or I'll always get Gilmore Girls, which is crazy because I was like a baby when I did that. <laughs> and then, I surprisingly, I get sleepover a lot, which I did when I was 14. Yeah. Which now, I mean, it has like such a great cast, like everyone, you know, from like... Um, Alexa Vega to Brie Larson to Jeff Garland to Steve Carell, Jane Lynch. Like, I mean, it was like, it was crazy. It was like everyone's like start. (laughs) It was really cool. Um, Are you doing anything right now, working on anything? Yeah, I just got done doing a movie in Detroit, played like a detective, and I'm about to do a movie in New Mexico. A couple movies just launched on Showtime, Netflix, and Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's cool. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing what I love, and all that matters absolutely and thank you for doing that yeah and thank you again scout taylor compton for being a guest on the podcast as always thank you for listening this is the go on scare me podcast and i hope and wish everyone well for once i'm gonna say i don't wish you a terrifying night unless you want it if so have at it so keep up the social distancing be like lloyd dobler stuff stay outside and profess your love from a distance all my instincts they return Spread joy as you can, be compassionate, and watch the hell out of good movies.